Hello everybody, this is Rich Sports Talk and I'm your host Nolan Rich broadcasting on SoundCloud, TuneIn Speaker and available for download on iTunes. Got a lot to talk on the show today. Week 1 of the NFL season is in the books and something really jumped off the page to me this week. And no, it wasn't Sam Darnold. No, it wasn't some of these surprise teams in weeks 1. It was two men, two coaches, who really stood out and looked completely over their head. I'm going to start off with one, and the other one might not surprise you. But I was watching Monday Night Football in Detroit, and Matt Patricia just looks lost on that sideline. Even the commentators were saying he hadn't moved or talked to assistants, and now the report's coming out that Lions players don't really buy into him. And this is only after one week. I mean, this is has to be concerning if you're a Detroit fan because they weren't just beaten by the Jets and a rookie quarterback. They were embarrassed by a rookie quarterback and a team that many people are expecting to do a lot this year. I'm higher on the Jets than a lot of people. But that was as bad of a debut as you could possibly have. And this goes back to this notion I have where I don't get why teams keep falling for the trap of the Belichick assistant. We have the track record to prove that hiring a Belichick assistant isn't exactly a great idea. Think of going back to the end of last year, the end of 2018. Can you guess what Bill Belichick's disciples, what their record is overall? It's not a winning record. Close to 500? Nah, you'd be wrong. 156 to 227, a winning percentage of 40.7%. See, there's certain coaching trees in the NFL, the Parcells coaching tree, that has given us a lot of great assistants who have gone on to become very good head coaches. But for some reason, because the Patriots are the reigning dynasty in the NFL, and despite the numerous and numerous examples, People keep going, that, keep going to that coaching tree, and I don't get it. The only one that's really had success is Nick Saban. And that wasn't in the NFL, that was in college. And in college, he's become one of the best recruiters. He might not be the best X's and O's guy, but he is one great recruiter. And he fits the college game. So for me, he doesn't really fit the mold of a Belichick assistant, and I'm looking at guys who are head coaches. And I see this a lot with people. People with low self-esteem, we tend to make irrational decisions. And one of those last year was with Jim Caldwell, Detroit Lions head coach. May I remind you, Jim Caldwell, I mean, a lot of people think, oh, Jim Caldwell's not a great coach. Well, all-time career, he's 62-50. and 50. And in Detroit, who I, may I remind you, he brought to the postseason for the first time in over two decades, as a head coach, he was 64-36, and 36, including back-to-back 9-7 and seven seasons in his last two years in a division. And this is in a division, may I remind you, that is Aaron Rodgers, the Bears, and the Vikings, who over the last three years have had one of the better rosters in the league. They're, they might not have necessarily the A-plus players, but I can't think of a roster that has more B-to-B-plus players in terms of their depth chart. And yet he was 9-7 and 9-7. Nine and seven, nine and seven, 
this was a guy whose worst season was 2-14 and 14 with the Colts, and he got fired afterward, which was because Peyton Manning was hurt the entire season. He didn't have a quarterback. But he's proven he's a capable head coach. He only had one losing record in four seasons with the Lions. And Matt Patricia is one of those interesting characters where when you saw him on the sidelines with Belichick, it, it, it made sense, but... Were you watching him in that first game with the Jets, backwards cap, that scruffy beard? Did he really look like a head coach? And when he was just standing there, gazing into the abyss on the sideline, not talking to anyone, how many times was the camera cut to him and he just looked like he was looking off, like, what am I doing? To me, I don't think Patricia's going to work. I think he's a great defensive coordinator. But you also have to remember he's coming from a coaching tree or have you seen this before? The Patriots have a lot of success, but just because you work for the Patriots and you fit in their system doesn't mean you're going to be able to be the head guy. Now he's got to be in charge of an offense where Matthew Stafford threw four interceptions on Monday night. How's he going to fix that? I mean, these are questions you have to deal with as a head coach. And to me, I just look at Patricia... And the way the lines came out, and it's coming out already in the news that this team, the players, they aren't exactly buying into his system. And sometimes, like I said, when we have low self-esteem, we make poor decisions. And that's why I think the Lions did. They had a capable head coach that got them to the postseason that was had winning records in three of the four seasons. I mean, Detroit, do you remember the 2000s? Do you remember the 0-16 season? Do you remember where if the Lions won five games it was considered a success? He had you in position every year to be a playoff team. And you let him go for Matt Patricia? Look, I'm not saying Caldwell is an elite coach. But is he a capable head coach? And has he proven that he's a capable head coach or an above-average head coach in the NFL? Absolutely. Absolutely. To come into that dumpster fire of Detroit and turn that around and just to let him go, I don't get it. And I'll tell you this, I gave Patricia a two, three-year window before the season, but this thing snowballs, and we're not even to week two, and there's already talks about the players not buying in. If this gets ugly in Detroit, might be looking for a new head coach at the end of the year. One head coach that does have job security is John Gruden. Did you see Monday night how he was going to help Derek Carr really improved his offense. That offense looks stale, especially in that second half once the Rams got going. But to me, the worst thing John Gruen did this week wasn't on the field. It was in this interview on ESPN talking about Khalil Mack. Obviously, Khalil Mack didn't want to play here. You know, that's what's being missed here. He was under contract, Lisa. You know, he was under contract. He never showed up for an OTA. He never showed up for training camp. And it was obvious he wasn't going to show up for the season. So, uh, you know, don't forget that. We have to get ready to play. And I want players that want to be here, that want to help us put this thing back in high gear. Oh, did any of you have him catch his press conference afterward? Uh, oh, yeah, he said he didn't have a pass rush. What do you think the players in the locker room thought about that when he said, well, we didn't have a pass rush tonight? Yeah, I, I wonder why when Khalil Mack was 40% of your pass rush and you traded him, and you're wondering where the pass rush went? Well, you, it's in Chicago. 
You know, it was making defensive play after defensive play against the Packers on Sunday Night Football. You know, did you watch the game the night before? I mean, Khalil Mack, he was worth the contract and all those draft picks. I just think that John Gruden, my big problem with the whole Gruden signing was this. It wasn't that he wasn't going to get the adjustments in the game. I feel like in X's and O's wise, he can make the adjustments. But can we just admit that maybe we've overrated him as a head coach because of how great of a broadcaster he was and how smart he looked on the television broadcast? I mean, I know he's won a Super Bowl. But he also inherited a Super Bowl defense in Tampa Bay. And we forget those last couple years in Tampa, they weren't good. And I'm not taking anyway. John Gruden is a great broadcaster. He's a great into he has a great intellect on the game. But I'm just looking at this Raiders team. He's been out of the game for 10 years. The game has completely changed. And it wasn't the X's and O's. I felt it was, this first year was going to be rough, making those adjustments in my preview. I even said I didn't think the Raiders were going to be a 500 team because I think there's going to be adjustments this year for Gruden and that he's going to have to you know, relearn the game and see what this new like offense and defense schemes are. But I didn't think that would be the biggest problem. My biggest problem would be he's been out of the game for 10 years and he doesn't understand the culture of the locker room. And that speech proved it. I mean, he's talking about Khalil Mack. Oh, you know, Khalil Mack. You know, he didn't want to be here. He was under contract. But, oh, no, he didn't want to be here. John, have you been looking around the NFL? With the rookie wage scale, great players, they're going to hold out to get their money. The team on the other sideline, uh, yeah, they had a holdout. His name was Aaron Donald. And guess what? They ponied up and paid him big money. But just think about this. The last couple of months, how many great players have held out and gotten paid? And Khalil Mack is one of those players where I don't have to worry about him off the field. I don't have to worry about his health. I know he's going to give me 100% every single snap. And when you look at all these draft picks, you're hoping you get a guy half of what Khalil Mack is. I mean, we're talking about the best defensive talent they've had since Howie Long in 30 years for the Raiders, and they just traded him away. And the, key, the, the telltale sign for me was when Derek Carr came out and said, well, we were best friends. And he was peeved about that. I mean, it's clear that there's a lot of dissension in that locker room. And I don't think Gruden understands. This isn't like it was 10 years ago, where coaches had more powers over the contract. And where players were making a lot less money. Players are making a lot of money now. They're making ridiculous. They're making quarterback money. And Dominican Sue had a big deal. Aaron Donald got that big contract. Corners are getting paid like quarterbacks. It's the norm now. Now, could it cripple your cap? Absolutely. But you're looking at Khalil Mack, who even say he'd take less to play with the Raiders, and you're bashing him in the media. And after a great game on Sunday night, the next day that interview comes out, and not only do you not have a pass rush and your defense looks terrible in the second half against the Rams, but you have the audacity to say, oh, he didn't want to be here. John, if you paid him, he would be there. He would be on your sideline right now. 
And to me, that was the biggest problem I had with Gruden coming back to football. It wasn't the X's and O's. It was could he deal with the new type of players that are in the NFL. I mean, the NFL has changed. The sports scene has changed. Players have a lot more power than they ever did. And the contracts are bigger than they were 10 years ago. And this is just part of the norm. Odell holdout. He got his money. The only player that hasn't gotten his money is Le'Veon Bell. And he's holding out because he was franchise tagged multiple times. You didn't even get to the franchise tag. And with the rookie wage scale, you were underpaying Khalil Mack. Part of why you overpay for these players is they want to get paid for the work they got under the rookie contract, where you weren't paying them anywhere near what they were worth. That's part of the reason why these NFL contracts are so big. And the NFL cap is going up, and you're moving to a new city in two years. It, the whole Khalil Mack thing was completely botched by the Raiders. And I understand they got first-round picks, but you're hoping you can get a player that's half a Khalil Mack with those first-round picks. And the way that Gruden came out, and then his team, his defense had no pass rush, his offense wasn't creative. I'm just looking, and I'm looking at that game, too, and I understand that Cook the Tan had a great game, but did... Gruden forget he has receivers on the outside. There was no game planning there. It just I just don't think this Gruden thing's going to work. And unlike the Pat Patricia situation, Gruden's going to be there a long time. He's getting paid $100 million for 10 years. And I don't think this is going to help him long-term with players. When you're making $100 million and Khalil Mack got less guaranteed money than you did as a head coach, and you basically are saying... To all those players, all 53 players in those locker rooms, hey, if you overplay your contract and want more money, guess what? We're going to ship you out because we're not going to pay you. And do you think that's attractive to free agents? They won't consider the Raiders because they're like, they didn't pay Khalil Mack. What, what makes me think they're going to pay me? They asked their left tackle to take a pay cut. The only guy that hasn't taken a pay cut is Derek Carr. And after that first performance, I think Rare fans are kind of hoping he will. But to me, that, those are the most interesting storylines out of week one are those two head coaches, and it's going to get interesting. Gruden's going to be there. Gruden's going to be there a while because of that contract, because of how much love he has in that organization. But I'm telling you, it could get ugly, especially if he loses that locker room. And I think there are players already in that locker room that he's lost already, and if it continues to keep going south, it's not getting any better. And meanwhile, Detroit with Patricia, once again, history has shown us that these Belichick assistants, they don't work out, but yet the Lions fell into that trap, and now they have a coach that just is overwhelmed after week one and is already losing the team. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here today. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, our email is richsportstalk at gmail.com. That's richsportstalk at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at richsportstalk and Facebook, richsportstalk. And remember to follow and subscribe for all the latest content on all of our platforms, richsportstalk.com. Tune in, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and iTunes. I'm Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here today on Rich Sports Talk.